Uh, welcome to the Love Sport Podcast. Paul and John fired up tonight. The English Premier League starts in a few days' time. We are going to be biased. I'm a Villa fan, and John is a Newcastle fan. We're going to try and answer your questions from Facebook and Twitter for the Love Sport Podcast and anything you might have sent through to me at Paul underscore football. This was, is, and always will be the Love Sport Podcast. Go, Villa! Wednesday night, we are doing a Love Sport podcast, English Premier League preview. I'm actually super pumped. Uh, I'm not sure about you. Yeah, oh, it's so exciting. I'm actually looking forward to this year's football season because, um, as always, I can't wait to see Newcastle win the title in the FA Cup double. <laughs> hey, mate, you've got a dream. There's no point uh, following a team if we can't dream, right? That was probably... Yeah, that's exactly probably- right. Life was probably a bit harsh there. So, as you said, focusing on our Premier League season. So, I'm going to start off with a couple of yes-nos for you, just to get you into the rhythm of the night. Mm. Will a player, or more than one player, score 20 goals in the league this season? So, not the FA oh, Cup, right. not the League Cup, not... Okay, so, you know, Harry Kane's... Well, just say yes or no, don't I? Um, I'm going to say, actually, no, what? Yeah, because i got a secret weapon. It's called Callum mm-hmm. Wilson. I like it, I like it. So, yes or no, will more than one player score 20 goals this season? Yeah. Okay, will a Sorry, club... Sorry, yes. yes. Yes, no, I like the yeah. Um, will a club score over 90 points this season? Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, they will. Hmm. Okay, I like it, I like it. So... We up front, I've already said it in our introduction, I'm a Villa fan, John is a Newcastle fan, but we are lovers of the world game. And, you know, if there's big games coming up any any time, we will watch the big games if they're going to be interesting. Well, I, I know we certainly have over the years. Uh, so I just cannot wait to really get into this season and starts this weekend. So let's be a bit harsh on this one bit of a hard one for you here because it's not a positive we want to be positive who are your three teams for relegation oh we're starting there i, I was all, oh, yeah. i'm looking at the top go and that's where i'm going i've been a lot of hype around brentford yep seems the pattern these days it really it's um you know you, you fill a couple of spots with those newly arrived it took yep. a lot for brentford to get to the premier league and I honestly can't see them staying for very long. They finished third in a championship and they've been through playoffs and, and all that. And, that, you know, they're obviously a, a seasoned football team, but this is going to be a different scenario for them. Um, I'll look for Brighton to head down. Yep. It's a bit of a shame. I actually think Brighton have got their best jersey they've had for years this year. I really like the look of their jersey, but uh, they'll head down. And I'll also be standing there waving off Watford. They can go. You are Don't not going to believe. You are not going to believe this. You want me to read out my three? Yeah, let's hear it. Brighton, Brentford, Watford. We got the same bottom three. I hope I'm wrong about Brentford because I think you know. Uh, I know my club has hugely benefited from uh, their production line. They've they've really been a fantastic club at producing young talent and seeing them go on to the Premier League. Um, and you're right, they've had a lot of hard battles, but God, I'd love to see the Bees stay up. But we've got the same three teams in there, so hopefully, you know, there's a bit of a surprise and, and we're wrong for anyone who follows those three. Special shout-out to a mate of mine, Sam, who's a massive Brentford fan. 
and actually has followed him for many, many years. So I'm very excited for him. I just want to introduce to something a little bit different here. Now, I've got a person who I regard as probably the most knowledgeable person on football that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's saying something because our old other friend, um, Sean, who uh, was has been is always part of our podcasting family here, um, I would have pretty much put him in that on that step. But it's 1A and 1B, um, so I'm just going to just give you a little nibble at who he's predicted for the drop. Mm. Um, and they are – can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's gone with Burnley. Yep. Southampton and Wolves. Now, that's a big prediction. I from what we've come up with. And I can see where he's coming from, and I think that's pretty amazing. I, yeah. I've got to say, I wasn't far off that. Um, I had a look at those, those, those three uh, in part of it as well. And Southampton have really fallen quite quickly, haven't they? They, they, they looked like being really good only, you know, two seasons ago. Um but at Wolves, I mean, I don't want to bring in my Villa bias there. You can understand why I'd want them to go. But I tried to look outside of the Villa lens with my three. I'm going to post ours up, mate. Um, on I've our, also on got Sean's. Our... Okay, so let's go for it. He's got a, who's this club? Is it Norwich? So he's got <laughs> Norwich there. So famously yep. playing Newcastle's most um, famous away jersey. Yep. Every week. You still there, mate? Hey, John, you dropped out, mate. Yeah, yeah, got me? I got you now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sometimes when I'm flicking through the phone, it actually it removes me, and I apologise for that. Uh, no, um, no, so no. he's gone with Wolves, Burnley. Uh, no, not Wolves. He's gone with Burnley, Norwich, mm-hmm. and, and Watford. Okay. <laughs> there was a big pause there. I'm thinking, hello, hello. Um, so Everyone's got their knives out for Sir Elton John this time. Yes. I don't and, think David uh, Finesse can, can help him. Well, he's had the knives out for himself for a fair few years in, in a number of ways. So, um, interesting. Is. Interesting. We've, um, I think we've all gone not too dissimilar. Um, your top scorers for the season. Oh, I already said, like I said that. I think you, you you can't look past Harry Kane and you'd be nuts yep. to say that, to not yep. say that. But look, I love what I saw with Callum Wilson. If the guy can stay fit, he's a genuine goal scorer. Yep. I've got huge respect for Aubameyang at um, Arsenal. Yep, same here. Yep. I think he's just absolutely brilliant. I'll tell you what, he just pads his goal, his goal differential every time he plays against us. Um, and you've got Lukaku. Yes, Big, uh, big signing. I say you, with Kane and Lukaku, you have actually two of the the greatest strikers in the world at the same time in the Premier League. They're amongst who are, uh, uh, along with others, obviously. But I'm going to hedge my bets to say that one of those three, one of those four, will be the top scorer. But you'd be an idiot to not say Harry Kane because he does it every year, especially if he moves to Man City at some point. Well, I'm going to be an idiot then, um, which has become quite common on this podcast. And I've put down three as well. Um, so, you know, beat me up. I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, I've got a Aubameyang as well. Um, I just think that he he's going to get plenty of chances, regardless of what we think of uh, Arsenal this season. 
Um, I think Martial's going to have a great season. I think I think Man U's got a fair bit of quality there to supply him. I think he's going to score a fair few. Yeah. Um, and and I'm going to put in someone, and you're going to laugh, but he has been absolutely ultra consistent. Go back and look at the last uh, three years after his injuries, and a fair bit of quality's come into a certain side. Um, I think Danny Ings might get up in, up near the double figures. <laughs> okay. No, look, that's good. I know you're excited and you have to be. And, yeah, well, I said Callum Wilson, so you can have him. Well, and, and you've got to look at the record. You know, I don't think many people have scored more goals than Ings in the last three seasons. He's going to have plenty of supply. So, uh, mm. and he's going to be the focus there. So, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited, of course. So, you, you think they're, so they're all going to go better than Harry Kane? Oh, uh, Look, Harry Kane, as you said, you've got to be an idiot not to put him in there. But I wanted to go a little bit sideways and, and really went through the different lists. And I thought it might be too easy for me to put um, Harry Kane in there. But he's going to be around about the mark, isn't he? He has to be. Well, it is that he's... thing. But you have to be honest, too. And you've got to be realistic. You're dealing with a guy who is the first actual realistic shot at taking down Shearer's record. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything against Harry Kane, actually, unless he's playing against us. I, there's nothing to dislike about the man. So, you know, if he ends up mm. being top goal, uh, goal scorer, of course, you know, it's going to be no uh, no skin off my neck or anything like that. Now, do you have any shock predictions for this season, mate? I have a shock prediction for you, but I'll, I'll, I might let you go first. Well, shock predictions? Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe... Um, another Middle Eastern consortium buys another club before Newcastle's allowed to get bought out by Saudi. Yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling that's a shock. Um, I'm feeling that's maybe realistic. <laughs> right, yeah. Anybody else, like literally anybody else from anywhere around the world where it goes, where you got your money from? Could be oil, could be drugs. Hey, I think that it a Mexican drug, drug cartel, cartel is going to be able to or, buy or a football team before we get bought out. I'm thinking a Miami drug cartel. I've been watching something on Netflix that's really interested me. So maybe a Miami That'd drug be nice. cartel. Um, nah. My shock prediction is not going to be a shock at all. Pep leaves City halfway through the season, goes on and manages PSG, and they win the Champions League. Oh, that's my. Right. <laughs> Come on. I Mate, just oh. look. I don't know if I care about any of that stuff anymore. It just is so boring. Like, I guess... oh, I agree. I agree with you. I just thought I'd throw it in there. It, it wasn't meant to be a realistic well, prediction from my point well, of view. When Leo Messi ends up at PSG on a free transfer after literally tearing up the books at Barcelona and leaving them as a shell of what they were who've been sponsored by Qatar Airways and gets to a club that's owned by Qatari interests and then links with other people and getting ready for the World Cup in Qatar and we're not allowed to have our Saudi owner? You tell me. Yeah, look, I'm going to say one And only 12 years ago, they were on the verge of getting relegated. Well, mate, I'm not going to say... Yeah, they were too. I'm not going to completely disagree with you, but I am going to disagree with you on one point. Mm. Messi had nothing to do with Barcelona being idiots. That's Barcelona and completely on Barcelona. They could have done whatever they wanted. They chose to pay a ridiculous amount, have a ridiculous sign-ons, and they're in big, big trouble financially going forward in the next few years. Um, oh, yeah, just I'm as... not worried about... I don't, I don't care, but, like, you've got to make the money you can get. They want to give it to you. But uh, in all honesty, I mean, 
Well, how many times have we say it? Go and play somewhere that's a challenge. Oh, hundred percent. Right, a challenge of P- to get PSG to win the Champions League it was like, oh, cry. you know, honestly, I don't care if they if they're in the Premier in the Champions League final. Do I care? I mean, for goodness sake, do you think they can win the league? Uh, I mean, how could they? They're going to win it by third. They're going to win it by thirty points, mate. It, 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 do you not think at this time? Forget the Premier League just for a second, and and I know you're not the massive. Uh, NBA fan, but just let me draw some kind of parallels to it, okay? Mm. In the NBA now, the um, it used to be that a, a, a club like that was really struggling, just say it was a Knicks or something, could go out and try and buy, um, uh, try and buy a shack at least, or or you know do things like that. Um, now in the NBA, it's all about you know, and not talking about LeBron per se, but it's about LeBron teaming up with KD or someone else teaming up with someone else with someone else, you know, creating super teams. And that seems to be the way in the Champions League now. So Messi goes and then Aguero joins him and then someone else comes in. And, you know, it seems to be now that players are having a lot of say about what clubs do or the best players are more than they ever have before. Yeah, I think that the... Feels I think the competitions age. need to, yeah, the competitions need to take control of what's going on around them. It's it's pretty interesting when you look at how the um, the Spanish leagues is trying to rein in the spending. Huh. Before, I guess everyone goes broke and they don't have a comp. Well, we've said this for many, many, many years, and if the figures have changed, you can correct me. But Real Madrid and Barcelona get 70% of all television revenue and then the 30% of the rest of the revenue gets put down to every other team. So that is unlike almost any other competition I've ever heard of in the world. If I'm wrong there, I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I've read many articles that on that. That definitely stuff. was the case and I haven't heard anything that's changed it, but they are trying to rein in their overall spending. They've got, they've got salary caps and I think that for Barcelona this year, it's like it's under 200 million euros. Oh my God! God bless them. Oh my God! It's I'm, I'm devastated for them, mate. It's just no, but I know. Well, but you know, in the, in in, yeah, in the yeah. reality of what those guys spend, like that's well, it's Barcelona that's, that's and Real Madrid. Not much. They're, they're Galacticos and all that, which PSGs and you Galacticos or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's insane money they spent, and it was never going to be tenable going forward ever. But anyway, back to the Premier League, mate. Um, We've talked about our top scorers. We've talked about relegation. Let's go a little bit sideways here, mate. FA Cup winner. <laughs> oh, my God. I always want to say Newcastle so much, but I can't do that. I tell you, I'm going to go right outside the box on this, and I'm going yep. to try and find an FA Cup winner from the lower leagues. It has Ooh, to be I someone like who's it. won it before. Has to be someone who's won it before. Okay. okay, you can't just have dudes turning up and they've never won before. And uh, I'll tell you, I won't go with winner. I'm going to go with cup run. Yep. And I'm predicting a reasonable season for Sunderland down in the third divvies. Ooh, I, I think like they it. might get a bit of they might get on a bit of a cup run. Um, I'm trying desperately to avoid like a wow a Liverpool Man City FA Cup. Oh God, yeah. I'm actually going to predict Leeds to win the FA Cup this year. Oh, I like it. Well, I'm going to go... And Leeds United, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't I think they've only won the Cup once or twice. They certainly haven't... I don't know they're a prolific Cup-winning team. I wish Sean was here to correct me. I'd probably be reaching the phone and strangle me. But 
I'm certain they haven't won it a lot. So no, definitely not. That'd be a big, be a big size. Not like Villa and Newcastle with six or seven, you know. Sean, Sean would have told us many, many times. Mate, I'm mm. going to go for a team in the championship to come through and win it. And I think they're actually going to get promoted. And they're actually a team very, very close to my heart. Um, I actually was very close to following this team instead of Villa, believe it or not. Can I guess who it is? Yeah, you can guess who it is. Uh, Nottingham Forest? Oh, I like it, but no. Middlesbrough? No, something to do with a hat. Oh, Luton? Yeah. Went to school okay. with a kid. Went to a school. Went to school with a kid, who's uh, him and his dad were mad Luton fans. So I all great jerseys went, too. What was that? Oh, big colours. Yeah. <laughs> and the huts, um, yeah. the huts that used to be in the yeah. in the actual ground itself. My God! So I'm going to say Luton. They're going to come up from the championship and they're going to uh, win the uh, FA Cup. And wow. about time, about time we had someone a little bit different, mate. I agree with you. Seeing their Premier, well, we did get Leicester last sport. year, so that was actually a bit different. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, not that long ago, Leicester um, won the Premier League and, and obviously been pushing for Champions yeah. Leagues. For we can't get years. down on them. If we, get a, I don't, we we made a commitment to be upbeat tonight, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get down on Leicester winning stuff. No, no, I think – no, I'm not down on Leicester winning stuff. I think they are – and you would agree with me. There's, I don't think there's been a better football story than that team in the past, you know, 15, 20 years. Just They're the dream remark. and the hope for everyone else. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, uh, mates, um, we have spoken about the FA Cup. Then, so you you've said Leeds will win it. Mm. You've also predicted Sunderland, who are very close to our heart from the show that we watched, and I hope we get to see another season or two of that. Um, but you've said Leeds will win it. I've said Watford will win it. So even though I haven't told you that, did I? I said Luton will win it. I want Watford in the final with Luton. Uh, but Watford get relegated. There you go. Even a bigger <laughs> prediction. Watford looped in the final. Um, I wish, I wish, I wish I could do something different with my Premier League top four. And I chopped and changed and I wanted it to, to be authentic. So I'm going to go first this time, mate. So, All right, can I just we'll throw go... in there that uh, that my consigliere, my, um, my man who knows all, I was tipped Leicester for the FA Cup. Oh, I like it. I like it very much. Um, okay, Premier League top four. Let's go. Let's go fourth to first, fourth to winner, and we'll both do our fourth, then do our third, do our second, do our first. What do you think? Yeah, there. Yeah, mate. Yep. So you want to do fourth to yeah, first? Yeah, sounds good. And we'll put in those ones from Sean and um and and Paul as well. Okay, done. So. We'll go all four of us on this one then. So our fourth place position, I've got Manchester United in fourth. Uh, I'm going to hold Liverpool at fourth. Oh, I like it. Mm. A lot of people expecting a massive bounce back this season, but it doesn't always happen. And who have we got for uh, Paul and Sean? Can you hear me here? I can, mate. Yep. I've got Liverpool for Paul. Yep. And for Sean, he's got... One, two, three, four. Man United at four. Oh, so two of us with Man U at four. You've got Liverpool. Yeah. And uh, so what did what did Paul number two have? Uh, he had... Sorry, this is really unprofessional. He had... Um, Liverpool at four. Liverpool at four. Very interesting there. 
Um, Rightio. So in third, I've got Liverpool in third. Right. Well, um, I'll get the other two out of the way first, right? Yep. So um, Paul's got United in third. And what Shawnee got there, mate? You there? Yes, I am. I am. Oh, I he's got Liverpool at third. Sean's got Liverpool. Oh. I think there's sometimes it's if I'm, I'm from away from the app for a minute, it seems to get touchy. Oh, it's not not happy. What about yourself, mate? So there's a bit of a bit of a kind of consensus on third and fourth, maybe a different order. And who have you got in third? Well, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to drop City down to third. Whew. It's a big call. They're the favourites to win it. I like it. I like it. Uh, it is. In, in second, I've actually got City in second. Mm. So Fair enough. Other, what has everyone else got? Oh, okay. I've got to go and find them. Okay. let me. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, mate. All right. Yeah. So, um, on this one, it looks like Sean's got Chelsea in second. Yep. And... Paul, who knows more about football in than I can has forgotten more than I can possibly remember, has got City in second. Wow, same as me. The Pauls are uh, Pauls are in consensus here. And what about yourself? Uh, in second, yeah, I don't have a second, second place because I've got um, I've got two teams finishing level on oh. points, and I don't know which way it's going to go on goal difference, but they're both going to be over ninety points. Oh, I like it. I like it. So we'll come to you in a second then because you're going to name both of them in the top one. So I've got Chelsea with their improved season. You know, second half of last year was amazing last season. And uh, a couple more uh, really good classy signings. I think Chelsea will win it. Nice. So you got Chelsea winning it, yeah? Yep. Okay. Well, then I will go and I'll get you Sean's prediction, which is for City. And Paul, which is for Chelsea. Yep. And clearly Chelsea. And for me, I'm going to have so what am, have I given you first and second? No. All right, so now I've got to remember where I'm at because I did have a little <laughs> bit of I'm gonna have I'm gonna go with um Chelsea up t- so who have I got um third and fourth now? I didn't write them down. I thought you had didn't you have City in third? No, I and had... Liv- yeah, I had... And Liverpool in fourth? Yeah, I did do that because I was moving Manu up the list. So I'm going to have um, Manu and Chelsea finishing equal top. I can see that. I, look, I, I can't really disagree with you. I think all four of us have got pretty similar lineups there, haven't we? It's, it's not too dissimilar. Um, we're not chucking in a, a Tottenham having a run or Leicester having a run at the moment or any of those kind of things. So... I think a lot of us are tipping a little bit of an upset this season. I like it. It's it's hard to think that we're saying Chelsea and Manchester United with the buying power they have would be an upset. That That's kind of strange to even put out there, isn't it? Well, it is, but, you know, City have been pretty um, dominant. And I, I, I really feel, I feel that Manchester United are going to have a big year. Yeah, I do. I don't want I to tip too. them for first. Yeah, and, and the main reason I'm thinking that is because I actually think that Bruno Fernandes might become the best player in the Premier League. 
Ooh, yeah, I like it. I, I don't think it, I don't think um, there's too many arguments you could have against that. So we start off the Premier League. Let's let's do this. It's throwing you under the bus here, mate. But let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's let's go through. Our I've got to try first and fit week. first. That'd be good. <laughs> let's uh, let's go through our um, first league or first round matches. So we'll do it really quickly here. We'll keep it night nice and tight podcast. Brentford take okay. on Arsenal Saturday morning. I love this. Absolutely love it. Brentford uh, take on Arsenal five o'clock Saturday morning. Prediction. Oh, Arsenal win that. Arsenal's a big club. I'm Welcome to the Brentford. Premier League and see you later. Yeah, I'm going to say Brentford in 1-0 upset. Get their hopes up. So you've gone Arsenal, I've gone Brentford. Saturday night, mm. what a game and what a beautiful time for us in Queensland to watch this. Uh, 9.30, Manchester United take on Leeds. What an absolute ripper of a game that is. I don't know which way to go on this. Whew. You know, so what they call an old rivalry where one rival's been, you know, up for a long time and the other's whatever. That's a pretty tight rivalry. They really don't like each other, the fans, the teams, the club, all that. Um, but, you know, if I'm predicted, predicted Manchester United to win the title, I, they're going to have to win this game. So I'm going to have to take them. I'm going to go 4-3, Man United. I think it's going to be super attacking game. They're um, the games that Leeds like to play. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. So we move on to the uh, to the Saturday games uh, or Sunday morning games. Burnley taking on Brighton. My God, um, I don't know what to predict there, to be honest. But you have said Brighton are going down. I think. No, oh, I give him Burnley every time. So what are Burnley going to win there? At home, well, yep. two nil. Yeah, I'll go Burnley. It's a big trip nil. from Brighton to Burnley, and you go to Turf Moor. It's a tough place to play, and um, it's a tough place to I'll, play. I'll... Chelsea take on Crystal Palace um, at Stamford Bridge. I think uh, Chelsea 3-0 over Palace. Crystal Palace have got a lot of work to do. And uh, they're going to have to start doing it after that game's over. And uh, any score predictions? 2-0. Yeah, why not? 2-0. Everton take on Southampton. Um, I like Everton. I, I just do. But I think... One of the greatest coaches in the history of the planet walked out the door at the end of last year. Yep. Let's yep. let's we all have got to take a step back sometimes and and acknowledge that some coaches are better than others. And you know, there's some coaches at the top of the merry-go-round now who get keep getting gigs, and they're not they're not the they're not the coach. They're not they they barely can, um, you know, tie up Ancelotti's shoelace. Yeah. Be different yeah. I'll reserve that. I'll go for a draw. One all. Yeah, same as me. Leicester take on Wolves. And this actually might be quite a ripping game. I'm actually 2-1 oh, Leicester. They'll get off to a flying start and they'll fall away a bit in the second half, but they'll hold on to win 2-1 against Wolves. Just back on, hey, if we just go back on Everton, a little interesting tidbit there is that Liverpool, the city, lost its UNESCO ranking as one of the world's most historic cities uh, in the last couple of weeks. And most people might not be aware of that. It was a huge deal. And it was because of the changes on the, um, on the water side, on the, on, on the docks and, and in the, uh, you know, the areas where the, um, obviously where the, you know, the, the river goes out to the ocean where 
Yeah. Yeah. Liverpool is one of the great um, seafaring and trading cities of all time. And one of the big things that was in that was the development of the Everton ground um, that's there down near the waterfront. Ordinarily, most of the time, when I hear about developments of new grounds, you're thinking, oh, my God, they're going to put the miles out from town. It's like in a greenfield site, but they're mm. putting it there. Your initial reaction is, wow, that's right in the middle of Liverpool, but it's caused a like a worldwide thing. And most people might not know that. It's a pretty interesting story if you want to look it up. Um, UNESCO yeah, World Heritage Cities and the Everton Football Ground. So look out. Sorry about that. I didn't want to jump in. I, that totally no, just flew into my mind as you were talking. Absolutely love it, mate. I really love it. Um, Leicester Wolves. Did you give a score on Leicester Wolves there? No, I didn't even pick it. Um, Leicester, thanks. 2 1. I said 2-1 as well. Watford take on Villa, and Watford's going to lead this game. Villa's going to score a very late winner, and Villa's going to get off to a scratchy 2-1 win against Watford. Yeah, that sounds all right. Well, you, you'll win that game. I think I think Watford could be in for one of those, um, you know, uh, points-defining years where they really struggle, especially in the first half of the year. I, I couldn't disagree too much there. The... Late morning game, the 2.30 kickoff, Norwich take on Liverpool. Uh, Norwich could be a bit of a yo-yo team for a while. Uh, I think Liverpool might give them a spanking here and get people's hopes up. I'm going to go 4-1 Liverpool. It's a Carrow Road, is it? It is. I don't really believe in Liverpool at this point. Mm, if I believed in Liverpool, if I believed in Liverpool, I would have picked them to win the title. Ah, and see, I don't know. Why, I mean, I'm not necessarily certain that. that going to a place like Norwich is the easiest place to go to. So um, I think they have to earn that. And I'm going to tip a draw. Something that gives Norwich a little bit of something to hang on to for the year. I like it. I suppose I was – that's why I prefaced that Villa will give um, – Villa. Liverpool is going to give everyone this hope. They're going to come out, win 4-1. Everyone's going to go, oh, they're back, they're back, they're back. And But the season doesn't turn out that way. Sunday night, 11 o'clock. Not an unfriendly time for you here, mate. Not an unfriendly time. It'd be better if it was a 9.30. But your boys take on West Ham. I think always a tough game between these two. I, I'm going to just quickly say I think it'll be a 2 all draw. We're going to go out to a good start last year against West Ham. I think it was the game three mm. of the year, and I didn't do my research. It's just stayed off my head. And uh, Callum Wilson scored a couple of goals. I think we might have beaten them twice. I, I'm not sure if there's West Ham fans that come at me. I might be wrong. I think um, wasn't um, where was Fabianski goalkeeping at last year? Was that West Ham or Palace? I thought it, I thought it was West Ham. Yeah. So um, the the, the Flappianski had a big um, massive burnout against us in the second game as well. So I think we beat them twice. And I haven't looked at it. It's just in my head. So why not? I'm going to tip Callum Wilson to get off the, to a hot start and Geordie Joe Willock to score, keep scoring. So give me 4-0. Woo! What a... That, how good would that be? You'd be yeah, that, so excited. <laughs> you would be over the moon, mate. I've got to admit, I would be uh, I would be pretty excited for you. Um, we have one more Well, game. look, the thing is, if we win 4-0 and given the... If we win 4-0 and given the rest of my predictions, that puts us on top of the Premier League for the week. It does. It gets your hopes up. Fabianski definitely played for uh, West Ham last year. I, I'm certain he did. Uh, it could have been well, the flap loves it. The, the flap that no one is as good at dropping the balls as the flap. 
Well, you got a flap, and their other goalkeeper, one of their other goalkeepers, is Ariola. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> that is really bad. Uh, so Tottenham taking on City. Um, it's not White Hart Lane anymore, is it? Where do they play now? Some, they play some no, they play at the. Um, yeah, it's the the ground that doubles as a as a um, an NFL field. But it's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think it's been renamed as. Um, what a name. For when for, for when they play there, but don't you miss grounds like White Hart Lane? Like just even the name, just ah, oh, I just the traditions are going. Um, City have a bit of a disjointed, um, but bit I of. Believe a, it, the it, White Hart. I believe it, the White Hart. Put my history teacher cap on. Was the picture of the stag that was drawn on the shields of supporters of Henry the Second, and that's where that came from. So that'd be right there, Central London. That is, you're the history teacher, and the only other, the only other person I know who would uh, love that would be my stepson. He'd be right into it. Um, it definitely, definitely was um, the personal badge of Richard II. If it came from that, that's pretty amazing. I love the fact you're a history. Henry teacher. or Richard, one of those. Yes, one of those. No, yeah. definitely, it's a great definitely little Richard, quote. Definitely Richard, mate. No doubt in the world about that. Yeah. I've been watching a bit on that lately. Um, Man City and Richard was a crazy man. Richard II was a nut job. <laughs> it was yeah, Richard, so, not Henry. So I knew it was a second of something. He was definitely Richard. The, the second dick it was a crazy man. Yeah. Um, City are going to be a little bit all over the place, but they're just going to be too good for Tottenham. And Tottenham's back to mediocrity. They've not, never been the top six. They've never been one of the big six. Let's not pretend they are. Uh, City, 3-0. Big sixes, do they exist? I mean, nah, it, it nah. was always big four, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So if you finish six, it's like a who cares territory. Spurs, that's, whatever. That's where Villa win, used to win finish. Win something before regular. I get excited. 100% agreed, mate, because Villa used to finish, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh quite often. Um, didn't really get us too far. But I enjoyed I enjoyed those seasons because you came away with a lot of good wins and a good memories. And it's not always about yeah. finishing top anyway. I think Mate, one of the some... things is with with Spurs is that if you hang around too long and you don't actually make an imprint, it's like a, every new toy. People soon get sick of you, especially if you start to try and rewrite a narrative about how good you've been. And I don't particularly think that Spurs have entertained us like some other sides who maybe fell away in the past. And, yep, you but... know, Spurs didn't really cash in and they spent plenty of dough and they didn't do much. So... Can I ask you a question about the Premier League, right? Sure. Right. Lukaku is, what, $180-odd million uh, mm. Australian that he's going um, – I think he signed for 180-odd – yeah, $97.5 million, so $2.5 million lower than um, Jack Grealish. He got the $100 million. Who is better value? Lukaku. Now, I ask you that because I'm a Villa fan. And right now, people can bag me all they want. Right now, if they said, hey, Paul, with your current squad, with the signings you've made and everything, Jack can come back or you can get Lukaku. Who do you honestly think I would take? Well, your mind space is not where it was with regards to that particular player. Mm-hmm. And some players are, are great at creating stuff and 
and being awesome. I'll give you an example like Lauren Robert for Newcastle was awesome oh, like that. Yes. Yep. Um, but if you really hand on my heart, ask me who I'm going to want right now, um, Lukaku puts the ball to the back of the net. It's, and if you're, in a, if you're in a really, really good team, mm-hmm. that is the difference between winning the title and not winning the title. And if you're in a mediocre team, like, for example, Newcastle last year, Callum Wilson scored goals regularly when he wasn't hurt. And Geordie Joe Willock scored for fun at the end of the year. Without those two guys, I'm playing the championship this year. Yep. You can't win without scorer, and that's a flat out. That's the – there's no – that's why I'd say Harry Kane, to me, is the most valuable player in the EPL. And that's why, you know, I, you're right. My mindset's not where it was, so I won't even answer the question. But that's actually why I am excited about a player like Danny Ings coming to Villa because we had a guy who scored plenty of goals for us in his first Premier League season, Ollie Watkins, came from Brentford the production line we spoke about, he can now go out wide. He doesn't have to be the centre of attention. And the guy scored, you know, 15, 16 goals last season in his first season. Now he's got Danny Ings up forward who scores everywhere he plays. So it's exciting times for Bill. I'm not predicting anything big other than I'm actually going to enjoy my football. I think, I think Jack Reels is a great player, man. He's going to be, you know what, he is going to be elevated by the talent that's around him. Of course. And I think that for England... Going forward, it's going to be an incredible time. See, this is where things get a bit strange. Jack Reels is World Cup. Yep. But he might not win you the Premier League all by himself. Do you know what I mean? I 100% agree with you. I think it's. Am I talking crap there? But that's what I think. I look at like tournament football and and league football as totally different things. Yeah, I mean, he can't carry he can't carry a team by himself. Um, he's not a massive goal scorer. He is a prodigious talent. He's not going to be the only person marked at uh, at Man City. I think if you're a Man City fan, and money doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, I think that getting Jack Grealish is just icing on the cake. Um, I think he's just yeah. I think he's he, he, <laughs> he's not going to be the only person marked in that team, is he? You're going to have to mark everyone. So imagine no. all imagine all those players running at your defence. As an England you know, fan, I'd love to have seen him go and, and, you know, imagine if he went and got, you know, really, truly seasoned at a place like uh, at Bayern Munich or something like that where he learnt continental football. He went to join Juventus and they, they put the finishing touches on him as a as a player and you could turn out a dude who plays like a Pilo or something like that. Yeah. Like that. That to me. But that's not going to happen. Well, That's not going to happen because in, in England and the appeal is nowhere near as patient as now. Now, Juventus is not a patient, patient place, but with a player in Italy, they've got a certain way of looking after those midfielders. Oh yeah. You can bet that, on that. That in England, we just don't do it. And um, I'd love to have seen him go and do something like that. Going to Man City. That's one of those things where I just, you know, grab another beer and just yawn and go, whatever, we'll see what happens. I, 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 don't, I don't care for stuff like that. I find there's so many other stories in football that are more interesting than the top teams with owners from oil-rich states buying whoever the hell they want. I just, mate, I've got to admit, and, and I know I've really focused on Bill a lot, I just love the way our management went about it, our owners. I love the fact that they were seeing him go. They held their cards close to their chest. Supporters got annoyed, but we wouldn't have signed the players we signed in this pre-season 
without them holding the cards close to their chest. Do you know what I mean? So people can bag Grealish all he want, but not announcing what he was doing. And obviously that was with the owners and everything actually helped us get players at reasonable prices, I think. Did you get a transfer fee? What was the transfer fee for him? Oh, it was the greatest, biggest ever transfer fee in the Premier League. This was a hundred million. Um, hundred well, million. Well, there you go. Euros. Well, you got to tell you what. Have you seen what what PSG bought got into their club on free transfers? Yeah. Then you got to look at the obviously. Yeah, they did brilliantly. But you've also then got to look at the weekly um, pay for those guys, and then the bonuses for winning stuff and that. And a club like Villa. That, Everyone cries out for free transfers and said, why didn't Aston Villa or why didn't Everton or why didn't this club do that? Because we're not, we're always told the transfer fees, aren't we? No, I'm saying it's good business by Villa. Like at some point, at some point, the dude's worth a lot to you going forward. And if you can maximise that at this point, you don't want to get him leaving on a Bosman. Oh, absolutely not. And the thing is, um, I just wanted to make that point if I could, is that, People need to be aware that transfer fees are only one part of the equation. I think it gets underreported, the, the, the actual weekly salaries of these players. So we, we, we hear about the transfer fees, but you don't often hear about, you know, it's going to be $30 million this season. You know, you've, you've spent $40 million mm. and then you spend another $30 million on their salary. And people don't – I reckon that gets underreported. We focus so much on the transfer fees and not actually what the player is going to cost a week. They cost plenty. Oh, yeah. But, uh, look, mate, this has been a really fantastic pod. I just want to go to some of our uh, questions or a couple of um, answers we had there from, I think, Dave up there is a regular for us. So we'll go and have a look at those as well now if you've got the time. And then uh, we'll finish off the pod. Um, Thanks so much to everyone who sends in the questions. We love it. Really appreciate you listening in. And a big thumbs up to all of you. hope that you enjoyed tonight. And we do... Paul and I make a big effort to make sure we're on at least once a week. So really appreciate you guys listening in. Absolutely. hundred uh, percent. Um, look, we, we asked very similar questions um, to what we've answered tonight. Dave Hedgecock has answered. He thinks the top four will be the same as last year. He's got Chelsea and Mignola swapping places. If Arsenal in the transfer windows are starting, he thinks they will be lucky to finish in the top half. Spurs are no better either. Said losing Kane could see them plummet down the table. So his bias top 10 is, he's gone a top 10 for us. Thanks, Dave. Great effort. He's got Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Minua. So very similar to a lot of us have got those those four teams in, the, in, in, in some kind of order. He's then gone Leicester in fifth, Spurs in sixth, Leeds. Shawnee, you'll be stoked he's got you in seventh. Villa eight, Dave. Going to give you a pat on the back. And he's got Arsenal ninth and West Ham in 10th. But he'd love to see Manua get relegated. So, Dave, that's... God, no love for the pie, but for the Maggies. That's terrible, man. Come on. No, no, I, I love it, though. Um, does the Love Sport podcast of a fantasy premier team? Well, I'll tell you what. We will see about getting one started up tomorrow. I know it doesn't give us a lot of time, but we'll see about having a fantasy premier league uh, competition going. I'm not very good at them, uh, but I can certainly have a look tomorrow. So, thanks for that, Steve Dix. Um, so we'll look at setting one up. So keep an eye out. It's like my betting out. career. I always put Newcastle into it and I, and I lose. <laughs> well, mate, um, we, we might uh, get the details up of a premier a fantasy premier team. Um, I'll try and get that up either Thursday or Friday. And if people want to be interested in it, we'll have a code and everything. And that could be a bit of fun, actually. I've never had a fantasy premier team. So um, mm. my old man asks, 
completely off the bat, very he's gone, what would Messi be on at his new club? I actually think they've said it's about forty million this year. It's twenty five million euros a year. Yeah, so about forty million. I heard it tonight. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So that's I think that's about 40. It's a big wage drop. Yeah, it is a big I don't think he's gonna be uh I know he was crying because um I won't make why he's gonna have to go to Maccas. You know, he's gonna have to go to Maccas for the weekend. Well, hopefully he's got the Maccas app and he can get 20% off at different times. But uh, mm. we're not sponsored by Maccas. The no. last time I tried to eat it, I threw up. So um, we'll leave it at that. Mate, if I, I just want to say... Right. Um, oh, no, for some reason, it just doesn't agree with me, mate. So uh, all good. Um, we had a few other questions on the podcast this week as well. Um, but we won't go into those because this is our Premier League special. Um, get us on Love Sport Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Um, join our group. Um, there is a lot. If you look it up, the Love Sport podcast group, you can uh, ask for an invite there um, and we'll have a look and accept you. And the questions coming up on the pages are fantastic. So put them up on Twitter, put them up on Facebook. Um, we've got sites there. You can send them to John or myself as well. Uh, Atlantic Peach on Twitter. John generally doesn't read it, so don't take offence. And I do. I'm at Paul underscore football. Um, a couple of your answers this week I'm not putting up. And I think you know why. Uh, language may be a barrier to some, um, but uh, I do want to keep well, some people, Were people angry? <laughs> were they angry? <laughs> Not with us. <laughs> Just in right. the world. Uh, All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Here, before we go out tonight, yeah. um, Paul says that the Arsenal will finish seventh. Different Paul. Hey, wait. Let's put this in. It is not me, Paul. It's another Paul. No. This is my, this is my man. This is the, the dude knows this dude. Knows and sees everything and has had beers with. Okay, you've just cut out there. Have you uh, changed pages again, mate? Issa, are you there? Yeah, I am. Yep. Right, so he's not only had beers with Shane McGowan, he makes predictions. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's hit it up. All right. has, Paul got a, has Paul got a nickname? Yeah, Gaffer. Oh, we need a, Okay, that would have been good. We should put Gaffer up. So Paul is Gaffer. We'll call Gaffer's him Gaffer. Predictions are. Let's go, Gaffer. The Arsenal finish seventh. Yep. Vieira replaces Arteta next season. This year it's his team. Okay. He says the Cronkies are back until Christmas, but then they're going to bin him. And he's got a Bamiang leaving. Yep. The fans have had enough. Tini take over as captain. Ooh. Now, there's a dude with his ear to the ground at that club, and he knows. Now, he was on to Geordie Joe Willock and exactly what happened there. He knew everything about that, so I'm, I'm backing him in. Well, I'm backing him in too, uh, without money or anything, but I'll back him in. Um, and he also says that... the first coach to be sacked will be Hassan Hootie. Did you know the, the funny thing about that? I was going to put that up as one of our questions, and I thought, nah, I'm being too negative. I can't put up about people's livelihoods being cut off, but uh, I like the prediction. Um, mm. I think it'll be I think it'll be Pep. Um, I think Pep's on a tight rein. I think he's going to be gone. I can't even keep a straight face. I said it before. I can't Imagine get getting sacked and ending up at PSG. That'd be so tough. Oh, mate, that was my art. Uh, that was my. They even got Donna Rumor. It wouldn't shock free. you. It wouldn't shock you if he did go across and uh, partway through the season. I don't know, mate. And um, didn't win it. And didn't win anything. Um, oh yeah, I'd love that. That'd be so sweet. I tell you what, I'm going for everyone else in League One. Unfortunately, you could probably put two or three teams together up the top, and they still won't get near PSG. Um, so it's you know, 
the league of, mm, um, has the ability to become a Scottish Premier League in terms of being really, really boring. Um, Rangers got beaten last weekend, so it's a competition again because Celtic um, and Rangers, I think, will be really fighting it out. And Postacoglu's already come under you know, fire, um, and yet Rangers lose a few days later. So hopefully the Scottish Premier League has a really good competition there this year. And I really would love to see Ange win a title there as well. He's won titles for oh. Melbourne Victory and titles for Brisbane Raw. He's won for Yokohama FC, where the Olympics played their football tournaments. Um, and he's been a Socceroos manager. And he's an absolute gem of a human being as well. Love the bloke. So, as uh, a Celtic wishing, fan, wishing as best. a Celtic fan, that, that'd be the only other club in world football I'd say I'd go for them. Yep. Um, I'd really, really, really hope that they give Ange the opportunity to weave his absolute magic that he weaved at Brisbane. Oh, mate. And everywhere he goes. And you know what? He was a pretty successful national coach as well, to be fair. That's what I'm saying to you, mate. I, look, you won at Yokohama. A lot of people were going to always mm. step up to play in the J League. And so Yokohama FC won, Brisbane Raw won, Melbourne Victory won. The Socceroos were really good. And if he can win with Celtic, is he... Oh, mate, I don't know enough of the history of Australian football, but he'd have to be one of the greatest Australian gaffers ever. Oh, yeah, well... Um... There's been great coaches like Frank Carrick and guys like that. Oh, but definitely. Like as far as getting around the world, like yeah, yeah. It depends on was... in in Australian football. It's always a it's a process of people coming in as well and going out. And don't forget yeah. that Ferran Pushkas was a coach in Australia. Hundred percent. You know, 100%. I mean, you're talking about one of the greatest players of all time in the Hungarian national the Hungarian national stadium, the rebuilt one's called Pushkas Stadium. I mean, this yeah. dude's one of the greatest players ever. And, you know, I remember seeing him and being within metres of him. Wow. And just wow. like, wow. And, yeah, but not much of him. Uh, and I was little, Mate, but pretty amazing. That's, amazing. that's in Australia. That wasn't yeah. elsewhere. No, I know. I suppose I probably didn't phrase that as well as I could have. But Australian-born coaches, I probably should have said. I just There'll be people who know much more than me that will say, oh, no, we had this person, that person. But... Ange. Oh, no, Ange is, Ange is winning that at the moment. Like, there's no one. But players is an interesting discussion, but we haven't had anyone coaching at a big-time European program who's Australian dude and gone that way. This is the first. And oh, it's exciting. It. Absolutely love it. Mate, the time has absolutely flown on this podcast. I've had an absolute ball. I think we, uh, we won't necessarily focus on the Premier League as our whole podcast every week, but they will certainly be a big part of each podcast. Well, we're going to do our NFL preview as well, don't we? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and that's coming up and there's some good stuff there. And Dak Prescott, mate, a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a shoulder injury, which they're saying is very baseball-related, uh, which means not good signs for a shoulder because the baseball shoulders, once they go, they um, very much don't come back. So big news out of one of the favourites. There's no well, way there was a lot of there, there was so much heat on the Cowboys to sign him after he got hurt last year with his knee. Um, and isn't it funny how things work out? Well, mate, they're saying his shoulder injury, as I said, is is very baseball styled, so it must be something to do with his release of the ball. And those I know because my cousin played at a really high level. He was uh, drafted to the Atlanta Braves, and he was a left arm pitcher. And he did his shoulder in a very similar one. He never came back. 
He said he felt like he could throw, and as soon as he released the ball, he could feel his shoulder go every single time. And that, just yeah, just lose all that talk. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. The, the, anyone who's had a throw on our shoulder knows. I mean, I've got one. Yep. I got mine from playing rugby in a tackle, but it totally changed my cricket career. 100%. Because I couldn't throw. Um, it, 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 it's like tennis elbow. Like people laugh at tennis elbow. I got to the point where I couldn't throw uh, a cricket ball at all with my right, even though I can throw a cricket ball, believe it or not, John. <laughs> when I, I use the term cricket, cricket career, of course, I I'm, I'm only talking about my playing, uh, being a fun time cricket. I'm not talking we, about we, my we international we, career. We know Shawnee could have been certainly a... I'm going to step back. All right, yeah. Yeah, but no, we, we all know that those injuries, like they, they change your life. Like I, I got to the point mm. where I felt really good and I'd go to throw the ball and I'd have nothing there. So uh, we'll come to that on another time. Mate, any final comments, any, any shout-outs to anyone else? Look, I, for everyone out there, if you follow a team in European football, whoever it is, and yeah, I'm sure there's some people out there who've grown up as Bayern Munich fans or growing up as PSG fans, but I highly doubt it. But if you follow a team, like a, and that's your team, and whether you've been on Man United since you were eight or ten or you're a big city for Chelsea, whatever it is, I hope you really enjoy the football season. For anyone who follows Newcastle United, God love you. I pray for us all. Um, for anyone who follows everyone else, Leeds, Brentford, whatever, it's going to be a fun time. And um, I really do hope, for whatever it takes, that my team doesn't end up in the bottom three. So you won't. You I'll won't. say that you for won't. everyone. I want to say it's the same thing. I want to echo those sentiments to everyone um, who follows any team, including City in the uh, Premier League. Really enjoy it. And it is one of those um, it's one of those sports where you can actually watch other teams play and really enjoy it. And I've lost that with some other sports. Um, yeah. I'm so, so pumped. I hope you've heard that in my voice this show. This has been the Love Sport Podcast. We'll speak to you next week. Hey, that was... Uh, uh, thanks for joining us for the Love Sport Podcast, our English Premier League preview. Uh, John and Paul being very biased, as we usually are. Hope you enjoyed it. Get us on Love Sport Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can also follow me at Paul underscore football on Twitter and John at Lambic Peach. This was the Love Sport Podcast. And if your Premier League team is uh, playing this weekend, good luck. <laughs>